What's up? Oh, you want to know what's up? Yeah, I want to know what's up. I got the freaking Roan. You got the Roan? Yeah, I think you gave it to me through the computer, actually. No, I haven't seen you, but I did have it, and it was terrible. Ugh, it was, it's been pretty awful, I'm not going to lie to you. What are your symptoms? So, the reason I know I have it is because Wednesday night, I didn't sleep at all. I was sweating like a whore in church, mm-hmm. burning up, and my head was just throbbing all night long on oh, Wednesday. No. Have you taken a test? Yeah, so... I did. I so I had like one of these like little at home tests that I've had for almost a year, like in my carry on suitcase or something. Do those things expire? I don't know. I took the test. It was positive, and because of how shitty I feel, I'm gonna just go ahead and assume I've got it. Yeah, I think when you get a positive test, that means you probably have COVID. Yeah, I mean typically, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's hawking up a bunch of shit. A lot, a lot of oysters coming out of the old lungs. Yeah, I told my mom last night. I coughed up a big old like loogie yeah. yesterday, and it was mm. gray. Oh yeah. Like at least if it's green, I don't know green. Like at least that like resembles life. Gray just uh, resembles death. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that you um, don't die. Same. I do feel better today. Yeah. Anyways, all right. That's a wonderful start to the show. Um, (laughs) So you haven't been able to do anything except watch TV then. Pretty much, So you should be very prepared for this show. Yeah. Oh, this makes me very happy then. I know. It's like, you know, the only times I'm ever prepared are when I have COVID, apparently. Yeah. You should have COVID all the time. That would be be great Oh, yeah. What a joy. It would be so good for our show. What a joy. Yeah. What else is going on? I survived a tornado the night before I got COVID. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Nice. Um, yeah. It was It was honestly like, you You lived in Tennessee. You know about the tornado shit. Yeah. It is can be scary. But a lot of times I think like it's overhyped, the warnings. Like, you know, everyone's so like overly cautious, which is a good thing. But normally it's like, oh, yeah, tornado. Okay. But I was very scared. Like the wind was insane. There were so many trees down afterwards. And like, it, you know, how they say like when you hear that freight train noise that that's tornado, I could, that's what the wind sounded like to me. And I was like, okay, time to go in the basement. Took all the dogs down to the basement, sat down there for like a solid 45 minutes. And I have no um, cell reception down there and power went out. So I had no Wi-Fi. So I just had to sit in there and just not know what was going on and just come out when I, th- I thought it was safe, you know, it was super fun. Survived that, thought, you know, like luck's on my side. I've, you know, I've made it through, you know, I must be hitting a lucky streak or something. Wake up at 2 a.m. just sweating through my sheets, head pounding. Mm. So sick. Yeah, the tornado maybe gave you the COVID. Maybe. Maybe it passed by and it was like, you know, I'm going to spare your life, but here's a little COVID mm-hmm. just to put you in check. Yeah. You know what you need to start doing? What's that? Cold plunge. Absolutely not. Big cold plunge guy over here. No. I got myself a cold plunge. It's a really nice, it's basically a bathtub that we have now in the backyard. Well, I was going to say, why can't you just fill the bathtub with cold water? You can, but you want to get it down to like 39 degrees. Huh. And so we got one, but not an ad, should be. Shout out to at Cold Plunge on Instagram. That's where I found it. They were also on um, Shark Tank, which by the way, another, I love that show. Big Shark Tank guy. Big Shark Tank guy over here. Yeah. I like Mark. So we got this cold plunge, okay? And mm-hmm. basically, I guess the idea is it drastically reduces inflammation. Yep. 
Heard that. And I think that inflammation's bad. From what I understand about science, mm. inflammation bad, and if you can stop inflammation, good. That's what I've yes. learned. So I got a new little routine because I got my uh, my infrared sauna. So I go uh -huh. sit in there, sweat like a hooker in church, like you the other night when you had COVID. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, waltz on out to my cold plunge, and I get in there, and then my testes go up into my body. Okay. Didn't need to know that. That's what they do. They go up nice. in the buta. And uh, I sit there, and I sit there for four minutes. I have a little timer. Let me tell you what. i never done cocaine, but I assume that's what cocaine feels like. It is a shot to the dick, man. You are fucking ripping and roaring, ready to go when you get out of there, dude. You are. It's like so many endorphins just ripping through your body. I don't know if the inflammation is happening, but I will say this. So this is really funny. I've never been a jewelry guy, but now I wear a ring mm. because I'm married, right? Right. And here's the thing that they don't tell you about rings is that you can tell when you're bloated by your ring. Of course. I didn't know that. So like, I'll be like hung over and be like, I can't get my ring off. And it's like, I got so much fucking salt and fat and ever I'm just bloated like a piece of garbage, right? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that I have like a barometer on my hand of like how unhealthy I am. But I will say this, when I get in that cold plunge, I get out, this thing almost slides off. Oh, well, I bet. Dude, the inflammation, way down. What about in the sauna though? Do your hands swell? A little bit, but I feel really, really good when I get out of the sauna. Got it. I'm all about wellness now, guys. Big wellness guy oh. over here. Wells wow. for wellness. I got cold plunge. I got a sauna. We got um, we got a Peloton treadmill. Oh. So oh, wow. going to be doing that, some some maybe some of that. And so yeah, we'll see. I, I have I have tasked myself to see if I can do 30 days every day in the cold plunge. Wow. I'm on day three, so I'm one tenth of the way there. You know what you need next? What's that? A hyperbaric chamber. I, yeah, absolutely. That's what you need next. Yeah, because when I die, then I can put myself in the hyperbaric chamber, and then when science catches up, then they can reanimate my body. Mm, I don't think that's That's not purpose, what it is? Yes. Got it. Got it. I'm pretty sure it's just anti-inflammatory, you know? I'm all about getting the anti-inflammatory out. Mm-hmm. So I'm still waiting for my testes to come back down. Well, I don't know when that'll happen. It doesn't really oh, matter. No, I'm I... married now, you know? still matters a little. I mean, a little bit, but not so much, you know? <laughs> you do, you, I think you, you guys want kids, right? Like, they're kind of important. They need to come back. Yeah, but we, you can get doctors to do that, too, for you, you know? That's very true. By the way, the other day, um, I couldn't sleep, and so I went and slept in the guest room. Let me just say this. I love my wife more than anything in the world. But she likes to sleep at a balmy 87 degrees in the room. And I can't do that. Your boy can't oh, do that. No. Okay? Absolutely not. I'm a cold I'm a cold weather man at night, you know? You're the same way. And so I'll be sitting there sweating like crazy, okay? Oh, no. And so finally I was like, I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to go sleep in the guest room and open the windows and get some cold breeze. Boy, oh, boy, did I have a wonderful night's sleep. All right? <laughs> so let me. I just feel like we're, that's what we're going to be like. I love Lucy. And Ricky Ricardo were sleeping in separate beds, you know? I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. I think every once in a while, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be like, going to get my, my pillow and be like, all right, I'll see you later. And like going on a, a sleepover down the hall. I don't know if, if I've ever, my mom and I may have mentioned this on our podcast, but my entire childhood, my parents had separate rooms. Dare I say that that was when they were the happiest. And then mm. when they had to share a room, yeah. it all was downhill from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, D Donald Trump and um, whatever Melania. Melania, they don't sleep in the same room. And that, and I say what, that relationship seems very healthy. Does it? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
Um, fun fact, I'm on one dating app, one. My like bio or whatever, my little like sentence that's supposed to say something about me that catches your attention says thermostat set to 66 degrees at night. And let me tell you what, mm-hmm. it gets the boys a talking. Whenever someone decides to slide into the DMs on that dating app, that's what they're responding to is the 66 degrees. I get a lot of people, actually a lot of dudes, shockingly, that are like, what? Are you fucking crazy? That's freezing. I think 68 is the the money shot. Well, fun fact, again, I that 68 is my number actually, okay. but 66 is what gets them talking. Gotcha, 68 gotcha, is gotcha. not going to get anybody sliding on into the DM. Mm-hmm. But when you say 66, people are like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bait. Yeah. And then zzz, get them. Exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, speaking of boys and dating, we got to talk about Batch in Paradise. Oof, lots Uh, to talk about. You want to start the show? Yes, I forgot about that. Uh, is it you or me? I think it's you. All right. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. Should bring my bell closer. You know, I still use the bell that you got me. Oh, yeah, that really nice one from, like, an old haunted hotel. It's a good-sounding bell. It is. Yeah. Very good. All right, YFTers, I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. By the way, this is the first episode where we're trying out a new video recording system. So tell us how you guys feel about it. I don't know if it's any good. It might not be. Uh, might be great. But uh, if you if you are watching some of these clips, you'll notice that we've uh, I, I, we changed the background. I put up a sheet so it looks. Oh, is that what that is? Well, it's a step and repeat sheet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for right. eighteen dollars on Amazon. Wow. Yeah, I got a ring light. I got a freaking nice camera. You don't have any of that, but um, it's coming, I guess. So anyways, we hope that you YFTers out there like it. It's going to give us more content for Instagram and TikTok, TikTok. you know? so Instagram uh, is dying. It is dying. But anyways, I'm excited about this because I need... I do feel like my best bits are always on the show and... As they good, deserve to be seen on TikTok. Yeah, and as good as like the pictures with the words and everything that we were making is, I feel like that doesn't like get a lot of likes and stuff. So mm. we're gonna we're gonna crack this TikTok code. Tell you what. Yeah, I will say, as animated as you are, yeah. it's kind of a waste not to get to see it when you're on a rant. I know, but I did have to like take a shower and like did my hair. I had to buy oh, these same. headphones so like it's not like a big, you know. Mm, I like your little in ears. They're pretty good, right? Yeah, those are nice. $17 on Amazon. 
Oh, wow. They look very professional. They do, right? Because the, like, the yeah. other ones are like $150. Yeah. Well, they look like like when you're on stage yeah. performing, it's like what they, I mean, they look like molds. So. Yeah. I'm Miley Cyrus basically right now. Very impressed. <laughs> Should be. All right. So let's talk BIP. So I'm going to start with my least favorite thing about okay. this, about Monday night's episode. Yes, they have been u- utilizing me a lot this season. But the thing that I was the most excited about for people to see from this season, they cut out on Monday night's episode, and it really pissed me off. And what is that? You know, last year, I was, like, helping Joe through all his trials and tribulations, and it was, like, a lot of man chats between him and I. And then this year, it's been Michael and myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love Michael, and I'm rooting for him and trying, you know, my best to, like, keep him around, keep him morale high. You know, after uh, Sierra left, he was, like, kind of wanted to leave, and I was, like, stick around. So what really happened is on the rose ceremony night, he comes up to the bar, and he's like, I'm a dead man walking. I'm not going to get a rose, so I want to say, because he was going around saying his goodbyes. And I was like, you know, Michael, I think I just might have the perfect person for you. Hold on one second, and let me see if I can go fix this for you. And he's like, what? And then I leave and I walk to the top of the steps of Paradise where guests come in and I welcome in Danielle because obviously Danielle and I are very good friends. You know, I ask her like what she's looking for and how she's doing and all that kind of stuff. And, and I say, listen, I think I have the perfect person for you. You guys have been through a lot of similar situations. You guys are both like the nicest, sweetest people I know. So I have a feeling that Michael will be a perfect, perfect guy for you. And so then she walks down and beelines straight for him and he runs over and I'm the one who put it all together. And they completely cut it out. And I wish they had it, yes, so that you could get screen time, but also because it would have made it make more sense. Like it was a little weird to see her beeline for him, right? It was, I don't know, like, yeah, they're they're obviously like a good match, but like it was, there was like something missing when she kind of goes straight for him. And it's like, I don't know. I wish they'd left that in. Yeah. And also, like, this season has been a lot of me being funny. And I do think, like, I do like the parts where I'm, like, heartfelt. I show that, like, I like these people and I'm rooting for them. And they took out, like, my the one big thing where it's like, I got you. Now, I have some theories as to why they cut it. Okay. One of them is because, like, well, Wells, why didn't you do that for Justin? Why didn't you go save Ah. whoever else? Um, Well, because it's not like you have, like, five Danielles on standby. Exactly. one. Yeah, I, yeah. And here's the other thing. It's like that that's really the only person from Bachelor Nation where that works. Danielle and I were actually friends long before the show. What's really funny, so when I'm talking about, and I do feel this about Danielle, but when I'm talking about her, I'm like, she's the like the nicest person I know. She's so talented and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, and they're the same person with different genitalia. Mm-hmm. I, I turned over to Sarah and I was like, you know, this is about you, right? And she was like, what? And I was like, this is me talking about you that they're using for Danielle. And the reason why you can tell is because there's an interview way back in the day when I think Sarah goes on Fallon or something. And she said, we're the same person with different genitalia. So it was like a nice little Easter. That. Yeah, it was a nice little Love Easter egg. That. And Sarah was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So anyways, to the episode, Pete the Pizza Prince. Oh, God. I mean, wow. You know, I would say that I'm so shocked to see someone that's just so unself-aware. Unfortunately, seen a lot of men in my time that are just that unself-aware, and I'm not shocked. Men are garbage. Pizza Pete, example A. It's amazing that, like, he doesn't have the 
self-realization of what he's doing. It's so very telegraphed. Bro, yeah. you're making up stuff because she didn't like you. Not everyone's for everybody. Yeah. But what you're doing is fucking so very obvious. I gotta be honest with you. What a great villain. He has been exactly what we, we've been wanting, you know? Like, Shanae mm -hmm. hasn't really been mean, you know? No. And we needed someone, I mean, no, we don't need that, but like, I like that. Like, it gives, it gives the show some texture. And yeah. I'm just sitting there being like, wow, this is amazing. And what was really amazing, kind of fucked up, it was building up perfectly to the perfect crescendo. Like, I remember sitting around being like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because Jill is like fucking going in at him. And Brittany's like, get the fuck out of here. And everyone was fucking like, get the fuck out of here. And he was about to be like, bunch of bitches and leave. And then Casey fucking faints. And it was like, no, don't faint. Kick him out. You know, because you want that, like, get him out. And then, like, maybe, like, the next act is, like, Casey fainting. But it, but it, when that happened, the energy changed to, like, we got to fix Casey. This is not good. Yeah. Once everyone came back, it was like, okay, someone needs to go kick him out now. Like, we need to finish the job. I do love him cutting off the forced exit. I'm going to leave on my own terms. So I'm going to go. <laughs> what an idiot. He's great, though. And then every everyone's reaction to his, like insane speech on the way out was it was me i was just like no oh my god no he's not like yeah. no like i just it was too good but just so bad bonjourno means good morning <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's 10 o'clock at night whatever <sighs> the next thing is the split right yeah how do you feel about the split i actually love it here's I, the thing at first i was mad because i at first i didn't i i, I like I believed what they were selling me in the teasers, right? Of like the women are leaving and the guys get girls. And I was like, fuck that. Like, that's not fair. Then when they bring in the guys for the girls, I was like, okay. And here's why I like it. I love Bachelor in Paradise. And I get that like, don't fix something that's not broken, right? There's like a formula to it and everything. But I like that this mixes it up a little bit, right? It like throws in a different dynamic to the show and almost like spins it into a different show in a good way. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, like, other shows have done this. Yeah. All uh, my wife's show. <laughs> <laughs> Stole it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But sorry. To, to be fair, Love Island is a ripoff of Bachelor in Paradise, so, like, whatever. Right. Uh, everyone's stealing everybody. No one's inventing new shit. Yeah. It's a vehicle to get more people in the show. Yeah. You can't constantly having people come in because... It would just take up the entire day. But if you split them up, you bring everyone in together, all of a sudden you've injected 10 more people onto the show all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. When it was happening, I knew the girls were angry. Like that was production was like very much like it is very somber over there. Everyone's upset. So I just thought it was just like no one cared about any of the dudes. And I'm watching it back. This Tyler guy's over here to slay an ass. Honestly, I'm a little disappointed in him. Why? I just thought he was this like precious good guy and he's over here making out with Brittany and dry hump, well, wet humping Shanae yeah. in the pool. And then he's going to go back to Brittany's, what it looks like. And I'm just like, why couldn't you have just turned down the date with Shanae and been an upstanding gentleman who then said to Brittany, I would just love to court you. I mean, he's just got there. I think you got to give him, I know, you but I'm give him upset. a little bit of, you look at them and you're like, they're perfect for one another. Brittany yeah. and Tyler. Well, and I've just always been such a Tyler fan. I mean, he is gorge. Yeah. Gorge. Brittany is is beautiful, but Shanae is beautiful too. Gorgeous. She's got here. I'm not going to turn out a date. I mean, you I know? guess. I really like the Australian guy. Me too. And, and I, no one's like giving him the time of day. Dude. 
it's a it's it's so funny the juxtaposition between the girls being upset and the guys back at, at the uh, uh, Playa Escondida being like, "Fuck yeah, let's party!" <laughs> you know who surprised me though on the guys' side? Logan is Johnny. I really thought Johnny was not going to be so loyal to Victoria. Yeah, and it, and Victoria is obviously very very confident. She doesn't give a fuck. She's like, yeah, okay, no. I'll go. And if you leave, fuck you, man. I, there's plenty of guys guys with jets that want to date me, so I'm fine. Exactly. Yeah, I was surprised with Rodney. If I'm being honest, were you? Yeah, because Rodney's such a sweet guy that I thought that he wouldn't want to do what he did because he knew it would hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, but did we really think he and Lace were going to last? They cut a lot of their, like, cutesiness out of the show. I have to be honest I with guess. you. I, I'm very surprised that it wasn't a bigger storyline. But I was a little surprised by Rodney. But I also think that Eliza is, like, so beautiful. And so I like, yeah. totally get it, you know? But I feel bad because I do love Lace. I didn't ever think that Rodney was her guy and vice versa. I think that she thought that Rodney was her guy. I don't think that he thought Lace was his girl. The <laughs> Rodney coming down so pumped from his date and then being like, oh, shit, she's here. <laughs> yeah, not great. Tough stuff. Poor Jill. I know, but Jill is a total head case. <laughs> I know, but like she really has just gotten the short end of the stick over and over on this season. I know. It's tough. I do feel bad for Jill. I love the cock blocking that she did on Shanae, though. Oh, yeah. I know. Me too. Because I, because obviously I'm team Brittany Tyler. You loved it because you want Tyler and Brittany to be together. I loved it yes. because it's fucking funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Shanae going in the room be like, fuck you, Jill. <laughs> that was great. I do hope that at some point someone makes like a montage of all of Jill's one-liners this oh, yeah. season because there have been so many good ones this week. On one of her interviews, she literally, I wrote it down, it was so funny, because she's so serious. She said, I'm a penguin, I choose someone for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's had the best one-liners of anyone this she, year. I had no idea how much of a wackadoo she was. At the bar, she was totally normal, and we had normal conversations, and now watching all these interviews, I'm like, God, I hope to God we get her back in paradise next year. I know. You know? She's great TV. Good stuff. I still say bamboozled. Oh, yeah. In her honor. So good. Is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of paradise? I think that's it. Yeah. Are you liking the season? Yeah, I really like it a lot. I like this twist that they've done. I liked it too. I think it's good. Enough batch? Enough batch. All right. You got some favorite things, bro, or what? Bro, please tell me you watched House of the Dragon last night. I didn't because I was... Oh, my God. Duh. I'm sorry. But you didn't watch it last week. I know. But then I got COVID and I have all this time. Can you explain to me... What the fuck happened in last episode at the end? Yeah, why are you confused? Why is it still like up in the air who is going to be the leader after the king dies? I don't understand. Well, it's, not, it's not that it's up in the air. It's that the fucking Queen Allison is dead set on her son being king. Obviously, like they've been scheming this whole time. Aegon has to be king or whatnot. When Viserys is dying, he's like confused. He's got that milk of the poppy shit. He's like not right in the head. And he thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra about the when she asked him about Aegon's dream and the prophecy that he told her as a kid, which was about her. He never really finished that conversation, if you remember. Like she asked him about it and he was so out of it, he couldn't really have the conversation. And then Damon comes in and whatnot and they change the subject. So then like in his hazy state, he brings it up thinking Rhaenyra is sitting there, but it's Allison. Okay. 
And so he's finishing the conversation about Aegon's dream. Oh. Yes, I believe it to be true. It's you. You're the one to unite, and unite the realm. But he really meant to say that to Rhaenyra. He says it to Alicent, and she's confused because she has a son named Aegon. And so she thinks he's saying that he's the prince to be promised. Yeah, this too, too many similar names in this season. It's very confusing. I know. Because Rhaenyra has an Aegon, too. I know. Yeah. It's confusing. But fucking Alicent, like, listen, hun, how deranged can you be? He's obviously not talking about your stupid son who's raping the handmaidens and, ugh, like, you should wait till you watch this week's episode. Like, it gets crazy. He is trash. He does not deserve to be king. And she is just so dead set on it. And once you see this week's episode, too, like, honestly, though, I started to feel just a tiny bit bad for her because I think she, I'm not ruining anything, but I think she finally starts to see how manipulated even she's been by her dad throughout mm. this whole thing, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, fuck, she really is, like, as much as you want to hate her, I mean, she's, like, a little bit of a victim in it, too, so. Yeah, I do love, in the last episode, the ending scene of, you know, the brother, what's his name? The prince. The The brother who's fucking. Of Aegon? Anyway, the king's younger brother who. Oh, Damon. When Damon, how could you forget Damon? I don't He's fucking know any of their names. Of the show. I don't know any of their names. They're too fucking confusing. <laughs> all right, it's the king, the king's brother, the queen, the princess. Those are their fucking names in my mind. You're and insane. So, anyways, the king's brother, when he looks at the queen's younger son with the eye patch, eye patch oh, guy, yeah. they're mirroring one another. It's a mirrored shot. They're both yeah. looking into the same person, effectively. Yeah. I do like the eye patch guy. He's a good character. Yeah. And from what I gather, that scene is like foreshadowing for something that's to come maybe Absolutely. next week's For episode. sure. And he's got the big drago. He's got the big drago. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, fuck with, for. I wouldn't well, fuck with him. I mean, it's got to be hard to fly with no depth perception, but still, he's got the big drago. <laughs> yeah. You saw the scene where the king is like walking in, barely making it, and his crown falls. Yeah. And Damon picks it up. Yeah. So I just saw somewhere, it was I, it was like an official Game of Thrones thing or House of the Dragon thing where it said that that was an accident during filming, mm. that the crown falling was an accident. And um, Matt Smith, who plays Damon, just just happened to like walk over and pick it up and everyone just happened to like stay in character. And so they kept it. And I'm so glad they did. And it's crazy that was an accident because to me, that was one of the most moving scenes in the whole episode. I saw something that George R.R. R. Martin said about this season that he wants to go back and rip up the beginning pages of this story because the showrunners and the directors of House of Dragon are doing a much better job than what he wrote. Interesting. I can't wait for you to watch last okay. night's episode. I'll get on the it. The end is so fucking sick. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm going to watch it. So sick. Like, watch it I out loud said... Holy fucking shit. Whoa. That was awesome. Did you say, I'm bamboozled? I'm bamboozled. It's so fucking sick. Yeah. I can't wait for you to watch it. All right. We watched a, a spooky show for Halloween, for All Hallows Eve. Have you heard of The Watcher? I have not, but my mother, who I talked to last night, started it, and she's obsessed. Oh, my goodness. We we started it. We watched the first episode. We were in bed watching. I said, hey, Sarah, can we watch can we watch The Good Place or The Office before I go to bed? Because it's spooky. And I don't want to. Is it that spooky? It's kind of spooky. Uh, she I, said it wasn't. Uh, spooky. Uh, anyways, it's Bobby Cannavale, which, by the way, what a name, Bobby Cannavale. 
is. He's the only time where I, it's okay to have a Y at the end of a name. Because I'm normally I'm like, Tommy, just be Tom. Like, you're an, an adult now. Like, stop being that. But Bobby Cannavale makes it a, like a limerick. It's like lyrical, you know? Big fan of Bobby Cannavale's work. He's great in it. Naomi Watts is in it. Mia Farrow is in it. And I'm taking the dogs, dumbass. Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Who, by the way, she can only play one character, and I love that character. She's so good in it. Does oh, she play that character in this show? Effectively, yeah. Like, <laughs> she, she's she's kind of mean. There's something not right about her, but she definitely just plays her character, and it's so good. Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin, he's in it. Oh, Richard Kind, who's been was in like in like Spin City, I think, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's in it, and here's the tag: a married couple. Moving into their dream home are threatened by terrifying letters from a stalker signed The Watcher. The Watcher on Netflix. It's a Ryan Murphy show, so you know it's going to be good just from that. And it's spooky. All the neighbors are fucking creepy in this, like, really, like, yuppie Connecticut suburb where they, they move into from New York. The neighbors all hate them. Like, the next-door neighbor's got, like, a son who keeps, like, breaking into the house. They keep getting sent these, like, creepy fucking notes. And all the kids are seeing shadows. It looks like someone's upstairs, but, like, no one's upstairs. But you see, like, a shadow go by, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Anyways, a little, like, Haunting a Hill House. Is it as spooky as Haunting a Hill House? No, not yet. Well, I only watched the first episode because I was so spooked. I'm going to watch another one, but maybe in the daytime. Because Haunting a Hill House I thought was pretty spooky, but, like, tolerable. Like, I could watch it alone. Yeah. It was so over-the-top spooky. That, like, it made it less spooky because you're like, of course Got I'm going to see some ghosts because I know, like, every scene there's a ghost, I feel I like. See. This one, like, the letters are really, really fucking creepy and the voice that narrates them is just just watch The Watcher. Okay. Get in it. Speaking of Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. White Lotus season two is about to come back out. I saw. Guess who is in it? Who? Theo James. Thank you, HBO Max, for blessing us with Theo James on our screen after you fucking canceled Time Traveler's Wife. I don't, I don't know who Theo James is. Yes, you do. He's so gorge. He played the, the lead in Time Traveler's Wife. He was the lead in Divergent, um, which oh, is what he's yeah. known for, probably. He's been in a few other films, but he is the he is the hottest guy. Like, my number one celeb crush. All right, so when does that come out? Do you know? I think next weekend. Okay. I love the White Lotus. By the way... The Challenge is back, baby. Oh, boy. This one's called The Challenge Rider Dies. Fun drinking game. If you want to die of alcohol poisoning, drink every time they say, ride or die, because it's every three fucking seconds. We get it. It's ride or dies, okay? And also, I hate that, that cliche. That's like, I don't know. My ride or die? Shut up. I don't like that. Anyways, um, but it's so good. They've got a great cast, and then you got Johnny Bananas, coming back with Nanny, who uh, I like, and a lot of new rookies who you're hoping that they've figured out that they have the numbers and they can't let the vets just take them out. Mm. Devin went into elimination the first week, but my boy won. Love Devin. Great cast. I'll tell you who's in it. you got Bananas and Nanny. You've got Devin and Tori. Yes. You've got Fessy and Mariah. Who, I love that Fessy is always terrible, but everyone thinks he's always going to win. Nelson's back. Oh, Jay and Michelle. Gotta love it. Amber and Chauncey. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. I love, I love the challenge. Love that for you. Yeah. Have you seen Mm -hmm. Luckiest Girl Alive? I mean, I see Sarah every day, so yeah. (sighs) Unbelievable. (sighs) 
No, it's Mila Kunis's new Netflix movie. Oh, no. Oh. It's an adaptation from a book that I actually didn't read, but I remember seeing on the shelves at the airport because I remember the cover with the yellow flower. It's good. It's not... My mom and I got into it a little bit because she fucking loved it. And listen, it was good. Definitely worth a watch. Love Mila Kunis, right? My biggest complaint about it was there was no, like, twist really or anything like that shocking to me. I just felt like it was just kind of like... The storyline was just kind of, like, level and didn't really have a whole lot of, like, ups and downs. But still worth a watch. A woman in New York who seems to have things under control is faced with a trauma that makes her life unravel. Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. Oh, that's the one where she's got something in her past. Like she killed somebody or something. She's about to get married to some rich dude. And Yeah. Yeah. So like with, I don't want to ruin anything because it's new and all people may not have seen it. Yeah. Like you. But yeah, there's this like thing in her past that she, she's obviously like very embarrassed about and... And not only embarrassed, but, like, ashamed of because she, she, like, changes her name and everything, right? And, like, in the beginning, she's, like, trying so hard to be this different person for this, like, guy, like, dream guy that she's about to marry. And so, like, you just think that there that this thing from her past is going to be this huge, huge thing that's going to be, like, uncovered towards the end of the movie. It kind of is uncovered early and in not a very, like, big way. I don't know. Mm, okay. Still worth a watch, though. Still good. Got it. Have you heard of Soaking? Soaking? Soaking. Like soaking your clothes in the laundry no, to get the stains out? No, that's not what it is at all. Okay, and I didn't believe that this was true, but then I looked it up, and so it still not, might not be true. Apparently, in Utah, we're going back to the Mormons, guys. Oh, yeah. Apparently, in Utah, what some unmarried men and women are doing, because obviously you're not supposed to have sex before marriage, because sinner. What they're doing is they're doing a thing called soaking, where there is penetration. Oh, gross. Penetration, but then no movement. And they just soak it in there. They just <laughs> the visual. They just soak. And then it gets better. Sometimes they'll bring a friend in who will jump on the bed. So they're not doing any of the pounding. They're not doing any of the sex. It's the friend. God, I didn't have sex. I was just no. soaking, and no. Gary was in the bed jumping around. God, you can't be mad at me for Gary. this. Okay, it was Gary, and I was just soaking. My pee, my this pee -pee. can't stop the hands. <laughs> this can't be a thing. Anyways, apparently this is a real thing. It might not be a real thing, but it, it cannot be. Google it. Okay. I don't think I want to. <laughs> That visual is enough for me. I tell you what, man, I want to try soaking, you know? Sometimes I don't want to do any work. Can you record Sarah's response <laughs> when you say, can Gary come in and jump on the bed? We're going to dogs <laughs> do it. During sexy time today? <laughs> I'm soaking. Carl, get on the bed. <laughs> oh, God. It's worse. Jesus. So essentially, this, essentially this is like just the tip, but. Yeah. But it's the whole thing. I don't. I, don't, I thought. Oh. I thought that sex was defined as penetration. Yeah, I would agree. Not like the pumping motion, you know. Yeah. God bless you. Way to think around it. Smart. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh man, I went to a party the other night, and I mean, I I did that soaking bit maybe fifteen times. It was a big hit with the hand with the hand gesture. Oh yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. 
By the way, so you know the famous, now famous Game of Thrones interview, and it's like, what's your favorite drink? A Negroni, Spagliato, with Prosecco in it. I'm embarrassed because I'm a bartender on TV, kind of, whatever. I don't know if I've ever had a Negroni. So, really? Yeah. So we went over to my oh. buddy, my buddy Trev Einhorn and his wife Alex's house, and he made us Negronis. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. So then we went to a party, we went to my friend Ashley Newrow's birthday party. We went and got all the stuff for the Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it. And I drank it all night. I got absolutely obliterated and I had the worst <laughs> hangover of my life. Ooh, it's just yeah, all sugar. It's all yeah. sugar. Mm. All that Campari has got to be just sugar liquor. Straight sugar. Oh, God. Anyways, you know, that's a great soundbite, but do not listen to them. Or just have one. Just have one. Or two. You have 17. Let me tell you something, guys. You'll be soaking in no time. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> or you'll be the one bouncing on the bed during yeah. said soaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yikes. Speaking of TikTok... I don't know if this comes across on yours, but I get it all the time. There's a guy that cleans rugs on TikTok. Have you seen that? Have not. So he's got this like giant bathtub, basically. It's like this huge room that's like this drains water. And he brings in these black rugs. No way that, that this is like a white rug. He, he goes in there and he cleans it. He has this like watering bucket and he goes and like puts on some thing. Then he, he scrapes it and all this shit water flies out. And, he, and it's just like over time and like these black fucking terrible rugs turn into like these beautiful Persian beautiful rugs. And you're like, geez, Louise. But here's my question. Where are you finding these fucking decrepit rugs from, guy? Mm. Every day I see he's got a new rug. Like what in what like... Gotham, terrible, like broken down city is someone going like, you know, I know where all the the moldy black Persian rugs are. I just don't understand how this guy's in business. Also, like, just throw it away. It just seems like a lot of water. Yeah, but vintage rugs are irreplaceable. Dude, um, when you see these, I'm going to find one and send one to you. And I, there's a lot of <laughs> wife tears out there. I'm sure that I've seen this. It's insane. Okay. But pretty great. I love it. Real quick, you worked at a restaurant. I was a waiter and a bartender at a restaurant as well. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say this, okay? Hey, if you have kids that are fucking messy as shit, don't fucking bring them to the restaurant, okay? You don't get to bring the kids to the restaurant until your kids won't take out every fucking sugar packet and leave it all over the table. Them's the rules, guys, okay? Don't do it. It's fucking ridiculous. As I remember like being like, there's french fries and ketchup all over Every sugar packet, but now put all the sugar packets back in. There's food and shit everywhere. You're raising a feral cat over here, lady. <laughs> the, the rule is until your kid can sit there and not make a gigantic mess, can't bring him. Or you clean up your own fucking mess. Because this is Ooh, ridiculous. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Thankfully, I worked in a restaurant that wasn't like super kid friendly. So there weren't a ton of kids. Yeah. But yeah, when there were, it was absolutely horrible. And you know my feelings about children. You know where I think they should be put on the airplane. So just, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you want them to be Rosa parked. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Rosa park your ass in the back. Yes. Have you seen, I can't pronounce it, so you're going to need to look it up. Okay. The new Apple Plus series with Charlie, what's his name from Sons of Anarchy? Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Thank you. Shantaranam. Uh-huh. Have you not seen that? No. Oh, it's so good. A heroin addict incarcerated for a robbery escapes prison 
and reinvents himself as a doctor in the slums of Bombay. His ties to the crime underworld there led him to Afghanistan, where he partners with a mob boss locked in a battle with Russian criminals. Seems like a lot's going on. All right. Okay, have you watched any of it? Yeah, I watched the first episode last night. And it's funny because I didn't read the synopsis. I just saw the preview on Apple Plus and started yeah. it because I love him. So I didn't even know a lot of that stuff they're talking about because like in episode one, obviously the story is just starting. So episode one, you kind of like see him break out of prison and you kind of see how he gets to Bombay and why. And they reveal like a little bit, like some flashbacks from his past, but they're not really saying a whole lot yet. You just kind of know he's been in prison he was supposed to be there for life and now he's getting this like second chance at freedom right but he's only so free because he's a he's a wanted convict so goes to Bombay and and knows no one and kind of befriends this one guy and and you kind of get the gist that he's, he's gonna just move from place to place but at the end of this first episode like I think you can tell he's gonna stay in Bombay and he starts to make friends and relationships there and stuff it is very interesting like I don't know a whole lot about Bombay that's not a, not a place I've ever been it's not a place I know much about so to kind of get to see the culture there and he's Australian so you know just to see like what it's like to be an Australian in that city and how he learns to like cope and adapt and meet people and and then he does get wrapped up into the illegal shit that's going on in the city but it's a good watch I mean nothing crazy has happened yet but uh phenomenal acting and really good character development and great watch all right cool he's a good actor he's so great also, one you like to poo-poo, um, very CW of me, but Big Sky is continuing to just be actually pretty good. Okay. Go ahead and laugh. No, but you I know liked what? that show. I did. I just stopped watching it. The best thing they ever did was kill off Ryan Phillippe. Sorry, Ryan, you're hot, but like, it was the best thing they did. Here's what I like about it. I like that every season they've been able to like recreate the story without like letting go of some of the main characters, but bringing in new ones every single season. And it's like a whole new story each time. I think they've done a really good job of that without confusing people. And it's good. I mean, there's some like brutal murders happening, you know, and some like pretty serious drug cartel drama and um, it's just very good. They continue to bring in eye candy. The new sheriff is very attractive, which I appreciate. And it's just continued to be a show that I enjoy watching. All right. Big Sky. The Big Sky. We have some voicemails from the YFTers. Love a voicemail. One of my favorite things is also one of Will's favorite things. I'm obsessed with Sarah Highland, and I had a funny story, which is why I'm calling. Same. Because when I was in college, I was flying home, and I saw an episode of Modern Family that was airing on a Virgin flight before it aired on ABC for the first time. And I was like, where do I know that girl from? And then I realized that she was also repping my favorite brand at the time. We're not repping, but in a commercial for Olive Garden, which is one of my all-time favorite things. If you haven't been to Olive Garden recently, don't miss out on their endless Pasta, breadstick, soup, salad, <laughs> yeah. the whole deal. My favorite soup is the Duca Duca Toscana. But yeah, yeah just, so I just thought that was kind of a funny story. Love an Olive Garden moment. And yeah, just wanted to share some love. I, I can tell you that the behind the scenes about that Olive Garden ad, that Sarah booked that before Modern Family became a thing. And so that, I, th I, think, I think it was the Olive Garden one. That was airing, and then when... Modern Family came out and it was a big hit. They like prolonged the ah. the commercial and having it be airing in on ABC airspace because they were like, "Look, we've found her first or whatever." That's pretty kind of Genius. funny. Yeah. Hi guys, 
So one of my least favorite things is um, how aggressively that message starts because it didn't ring or anything. All of a sudden, it was just like, bro, my house! But one of my favorite things, this is mostly for Brandy. Brandy, I saw Baby Noah in concert in Albuquerque, New Mexico um, last week, and it was by far one of the best shows that I've ever been to. Aside from the fact that um, I'm a 30-year-old business professional, and everyone else there was, like, 22 and not a business professional. Anyway, I loved her show. I love you. Well, you're fine. I'm just kidding. I love you, too. Okay, bye. <laughs> Damn. Love her. Damn, um, Love that. Thank you for going to see baby Noah, young Nikki. You know what sucks is she played Nashville last night, and I couldn't go because I have freaking COVID. Ugh, what a tragedy. But, um, yeah, I've been seeing her Instagram posts from the show. She looks amazing, obviously sounds amazing. And if you did go to the Nashville show this past weekend, you guys were in for a treat. I saw Trace got up on stage and sang Shake It with her, which is so cute. And Brazen got on stage as well, my other brother, and um, played a song with her too. You know what's crazy? Shake It is one of those songs that will never die. Trace was just another one of those massive one-hit wonders, I guess. But, man, that hit, hit really hit. Yeah, here's another one. Hey, Wilson Brandy. Hey. I was listening to your episode today where you were talking about Palm Springs and the really cool golf carts. And that reminded me when I was young and visiting my grandpa in Palm Springs and he had a BMW yeah. golf cart that matched his BMW that he had. And I just thought it was so amazing to drive it around and pretended like it was my car when I was too young to actually drive. And it just brought back some good memories. So thank you. I would recommend watching Boo Bitch on Netflix. It's such a cute little, like, coming of age, like, totally Gen Z comedy. Even though I'm a millennial, I thought it was just so cute. And I think you guys would actually really love it. And then Luckiest Girl Alive is so good. Mila Kunis killed it. Um, and it's lived rent-free in my mind since I watched it. Can't stop thinking about it. It's definitely a trigger warning, has some really intense topics, but worth the watch for sure. Have been listening to your show since day one. Oh, Nick, thanks. sorry, we're stoned. Please bring it back. I'll jump on that bandwagon. And um, you guys are great. And keep doing what you're doing. Talk to you later. Bye. Boo bitch. Two senior BFFs make a last-ditch attempt to be seen. But when one of them becomes a ghost, she'll need to really live her best life when she can. Boo Bitch, starring Laura Condor, who, she's been in a lot of stuff. She was in um, All the Boys I Loved Before. Loved that movie. Yeah. All right, one more. Hey, Wells and Brandy, this is Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Portland, Oregon. Nice. I'm calling to let you guys know my favorite things right now, two of my favorite things are Best in Dough, Best host ever funniest host thank you and well your segment on bachelor in paradise the where you played the with their cameraman the sally guy mm-hmm. was hilarious <laughs> that was my favorite part definitely and well the closest i've ever gotten to meeting you was my best friend served you at a restaurant in oxford mississippi when? Um, when I was in college? But, man, you've never been to Portland, Oregon. you got to get here. I know. My brother is really, really good friends with Gregory Gorday. He just opened a new restaurant. Mm. He was on Top Chef. He's awesome. Come out to Portland. We'll hook you up at Gregory's restaurant. 
Take it easy, you guys are awesome. I love your show. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. I mean, easiest way to get me anywhere is to offer me delicious food. True. Okay, a couple of things here. Yeah. Number one, really shocked you weren't in uh, Oxford last weekend for the football game that apparently everybody was at a football game last weekend. Well, it was Auburn. It wasn't a big game. Uh, the one that I Ooh. might go to is the Alabama game. Got it. Well, but, Ben was there with I know. Jess. I know. And my bestie Kirsten went with her boyfriend. It just seemed like a big game weekend. I just was shocked that, well, it wasn't there. I, I know. I, I wanted to go. And like all of my friends are still there. It's funny because Ben came on, on my college golf trip. And so he got to hang out with all my friends. So he's stealing my life. It's fine. He can. He's Ben. Speaking of best in dough, did you watch it? That's what I was about to bring up. I uh-huh. was saving the best for last year. Yep. The morning I woke up from the COVID, the, you know, yeah. having COVID. Thursday morning. Wednesday night was terrible. Thursday morning I wake up and I'm miserable. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to watch Best in Dough. Thank you. You want to know why I did that? Because I opened up my Instagram and my top three DMs said, you have COVID? Perfect time for you to watch Best in Dough or else is going to kill you. And I was yep. like, touche. So I sure did. I watched Best in Dough. Very cute. I ordered pizza in the first 10 minutes that I, it was on. Right? It makes um, you do that. It's the weird. pizza, The pizza I got was shitty compared to the pizzas that I got to see on screen. I was very jealous. Very cute. You know, I think it was episode two where mm-hmm. uh, you stole my line and told somebody that it was Diamond Status content, which I already knew was going to be said because I've received several DMs about it, but didn't yeah. want to say anything until I actually watched it. Um, very cute. Thanks for the shout outs slash thanks for stealing my line. Um, you know, I leave that that little <laughs> Easter egg in there for you, thinking Brandy's going to love this when she finally watches <laughs> Best in Dough. And then I, <laughs> that bitch doesn't watch the show for the first month it's out. <laughs> but I did watch it eventually. <laughs> I know, I shamed you into it. <laughs> you wouldn't have. You would not have watched it if I was like, I don't give a shit. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad I did. It was cute. I didn't realize I could care so much about pizza. Yeah, I know. Um, but I was really, you know, rooting for certain people every single time. I got to say, Big Daddy, one of my favorite characters, yeah, really yeah. disappointed that he didn't um, really come out on top on either, uh, you know, competition there. But He was close. He was. He was fabulous. Very cute. Very proud of you. I really hope it gets to come back for season two. I think it will. Uh, we'll see, though. Is that everything? Maybe, yeah. All right. Well, I have tears. That was fun. That was so fun. Oh, by the way, if you want to call the, the hotline and leave a message of your favorite thing, uh, the number again is 858-630-1856. That's 858-630-1856. You got anything? Please call us. You got any uh, big things coming up? Halloween is next weekend, I believe. Is that correct? And my costume is um, not coming yet. I'm a little freaked out by it. Ooh, I know. Ooh. I didn't get super creative with my costume, but mm. hopefully it turns out okay. Um, but if you are in Nashville, I am DJing on um, Halloween weekend that Saturday. I think it's the 29th. Cool. Um, at the Solo House Love in Nashville. It. Very bouge. Um, they're having a pretty fab Halloween party, so I'll be there. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I have tears. Uh, we love you. Love y'all. See you next time. Bye. Bye. What a bop. It's a good song. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.